<laughs> we're going down the line to uh, review the 1985 classic, Trenchers. So good. Um, so, where would you like to start with this wonderful thing? So, there I was, pulling up to a diner in the year 2247. <laughs> I love uh, how it starts out uh, so noir with that oh, classic. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay, and it's and the it's... future, so we've got tubes all over the cars. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to start out right out of the gate with some with some facts to drop. Uh, so we've we've pulled up to this diner. We've got this futuristic car. Everything looks like uh, like a really low budget Blade Runner. Yeah. Which you know, I mean, it's cyberpunk. It's you know, it's all in the in the same good. game. It looks great. Yep. The, this movie looks fucking great. Yep. Uh, for a low budget movie, this I can't imagine how they made this movie on the amount of money they spent on it. Um, but that car was done by the same guy that did the spinners in Blade Runner. Yeah. Straight up. Is that insane? I'll take your word. I've never watched Blade Runner. So. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Judge me now. Okay. It's not as good as Trancers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not as good as Trancers. Okay. Mm, so, um, yes, this movie where we've pulled up to this, to the diner, the mom number three, I believe. Yeah. Sure. Was the name of the diner, <laughs> and I just uh, love it. We've got this Humphrey Bogart noir, like there yeah. I was. I've been hunting uh, trancers. Peter Gunn, even. Yep, it's, since, uh, it's <laughs> in the it's movie. It's referenced oh, yep. in yep. the yeah. He <laughs> so I've been hunting have... trancers since July, and I'm tired, real tired. Yep. So he's uh, he comes in. He's clearly looking for a trancer. You see this guy that's set up as the big, the big bad. You're like, you're looking at this guy with a nose ring, and he's like, he's got a he shirt. Like, he so doesn't look like he should have a nose it, ring. Yeah, the, the nose ring does not look like it's attached. Uh, and he's and, like, I'll order a coffee. <laughs> Ooh, holy, the real stuff? Holy that's shit. That's going to cost A you. coffee and with milk? Yeah, none of that soy stuff. What the fuck, man? <laughs> he's got big money. So this poor guy, uh, whose name is Bull... Uh, as you can tell by his shirt, it says right there. Uh, so Bull sitting at the counter and he's uh, and Jack Death comes up to him and he says, hey, the council has given me the authorization to perform a, a TSE, is it? Transfer, transfer suspect examination. There you go. I had the initials. Which right. is, I guess, their their version of a Voight comp test. Yep. So and they got a special little bracelet. So yep. he puts it on. Negative. Nope. Turns out he's not the transfer. And then the this wonderfully kind little old lady who's been their 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 hostess this entire time at this diner. She's all zombified. She's all zombified. And crazy time. And crazy time. And so he goes to shoot her and and Bull will not be having any of that. He does not he can't abide people yeah. shooting little I, old ladies. I love that. <laughs> hey, like, that's hey, a kind old lady. You can't raging shoot and foaming at the mouth with um, <laughs> cracked up lips and bloody face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he has to explain what a transfer is after he's undergone a transfer test. And then Bull goes, ah, fuck this, and runs out. I love when he just, he just books it, arms flailing. And uh, he hits a beacon. He hits a which beacon, I guess which like, must be a cop beacon guess, of some sort. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely appears as though that's the, uh, that's the police. But uh, who knows? Yep. All right, there. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Uh, and so the cops show up after he's tranced this, after he's singed, singed, sorry, singed him. he's singed this trancer. If you singe a trancer, they disintegrate and leave like a cartoon smoke body outline <laughs> on the ground, which is fantastic. It is. It's yeah. It's so weird because so he just hypnotizes these people. 
Like his his psychic powers hypnotize them. They never explain like why. No, there's so there's ba- no explanation. So basically, of that. Wait, wait, let's get some other like. So there's this bad baddie named Whistler, and he's got disciples, which are kind of like zombies, and he has the power to convert them into that. But they're not that all the time. But they they're, they're basically sleeper agents. They, oh, is, so is when he awaking them, is Whistler? I think that either he can he can psychically awaken them, or he can either or he can do that, or like they'll see somebody and that'll trigger them, or some okay. some event. Is so our hero Jack them. Death, he's been he's been quote mopping up the leftover disciples of Whistler after he singed, after he thought Whistler he was thought, dead. He thought he had killed Whistler. Yes. So uh, so where was I going with this? Yeah. So that's so Whistler's making these zombies. Jack Death is mopping them up. Yes. <laughs> he's been working since July and he's tired. He's he's tired as real hell. Real tired. He's real tired. Uh, but he gets in there and after the old lady throws his gun in the soup <laughs> and then throws the soup at him, yeah. which was a, really her big mistake. Mm-hmm. Like she was pretty much kicking his ass. Yeah. She probably would have won if she hadn't thrown the soup at him. And then she also bit his arm. So which I, I was like, can that transfer? No. No. Because he's not a squid. Come on. You think Jack Death is a squid? No, man. He's way too strong-willed. Please. Did you see how wet his hair was? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So so he he singes this trancer and then goes outside and the the beacon has called the local authorities there and his his immediate supervisor shows up and is like, you're a loose cannon, uh... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, either get with the program or give me your badge. And he's like, guess what? Bing. Doink. Drops his badge at his feet and then takes off. And he's like, later. (laughs) And then, of course, the, the, and his boss. McNulty there. McNulty. He's a good cop. Till a trancer killed his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Till a toon killed his brother. Till a toon killed his brother. Uh, It's it's not 100% original, but it's good. Uh, so, okay. So we've got, so that's our outline. Our Jack death is just, he's a rogue cop now. He's like done with the badge. I'm going to go hunt Whistler's daddies on my own. Fuck y'all. Or is he, or is he going to go swimming? Everybody needs a break. (laughs) I love, uh, so we cut to Jack death going on a diving expedition or coming back from one. And, uh, there's this lovely, horribly done. Uh, like uh, matte painting, very very planted of the Los, apes, yes, like end Los of, Angeles underwater. And we <laughs> see the sign on the fence, darkness. and it's it's Los Angeles, uh, like because Los because, Angeles is all flooded. Yes. And this actually makes a point later on in the movie. It comes into play, yeah, which it is does. neat. I thought it was really cool. So Jack Death is just he's all about swimming underwater in Los Angeles because the whole city's flooded and, and bringing recovering. up bringing up street signs and bringing up neat. Yeah, he, like that. he brought up two hubcaps and the sign for like Sky, Skyline Boulevard. Mm, no, something something Sunset more important. Boulevard. Sunset, yes, that's the one. Yep. So he, d- <laughs> so yes, he's he's out there. He's swimming around, and then he comes back to shore to find two armed guards and McNulty, McNulty. who is who's like back again. McNulty. I do too. It's <laughs> such a it's such a good like generic cop name. Yep. Like it's. It should have been in like a Dirty Harry kind mm-hmm. of movie. It's so good, um, and so he's there, and he hands him this scroll, a that's summons, a, a summons, which is the highest the honor highest you can honor get. You can get, yes. And so he's he's requested to come meet with the the High Council, mm-hmm. which is this group of four people. It was three, now two. Now two. Oh, I thought two of them were already killed. Maybe. Oh. 
Well, there's only two of them now, anyway. So. Well, there's whoever, however many there were. Why there are there's only two, two? I also find very neat. Um, <laughs> yes. So yeah, he goes to meet with the High Council, and we find out that Whistler is alive, and Whistler is going back in time to eradicate the family of the High Council, so the High Council can never be born. Yes. And so one guy already. Let's because, just say there was three. Okay. Because this because this place is basically a giant bank vault. Mm-hmm. And it's nearly impossible to get into, but yep. also it's the floors are wet all the time, <laughs> which was really weird. Well, he was swimming. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I find that really neat that he's going back in time to kill. He's just like, okay, well, I can't penetrate this fortress. Cool, I'll just go back and kill your family. Now, yeah. the way he goes back in time, I also find super neat, where he can't just hop a time machine phone booth pop up there he has to send his consciousness back in time and can only inhabit a family member and that's yes. how time travel works in this movie which i don't think i've ever seen that work like that in any no, other movie it's, before, it's, it is its own which, thing which blew me away it's cool it's a it's a chemical that they inject them with yep. and then they then they go back in time into the into the body of some family member and if they need to get back they <clears throat> inject themselves again they have, yeah, they can send inorganic matter a la, a la Terminator 2 in reverse. But they don't send organic matter at all. They just send their consciousness, their bodies. No, no they, they, send, uh, they send little boxes that have guns oh, oh, and yes, yes. watches they and They can do that too. Things. <laughs> they can, so their, their time travel, their actual time travel with physical object is, is limited to a, a reverse T2 oh, yes. or a T1. Yep. So inverse Terminator, they can only send metal stuff and inorganic matter backwards until later on in the series. Spoiler alert. Yes. So basically the high council wants Jack death to go back in time to 1985 where they have traced a disruption in the line or some, some techno babble like that. Yes. That's how they know. That's how they know whistlers in 85. So they send Jack from 2247 to 1985 to stop whistler from killing the other two high council members family. To make it so we don't have any law and order, I guess. Uh, Some yeah. things are vague. The, it's weird. I they feel do like, mention like if it happens, we're gonna undo everything that we've accomplished over forty years. Yeah, I feel like made. the High Council really has a lot more faith in themselves than the rest of the people around there do. I feel like their job could kind of be done by anybody. Yep. And they're just saying, no, it couldn't. Uh, no, it couldn't. We're no, no if, we're, if we're dead, the civilization's going to crumble, guys. We're so, like, totes important. you gotta, you got to save us. <laughs> Believe me. Uh, yeah, they don't do anything really uh, yeah, no. revolutionary. Or we don't see it. I mean, it could be 40 years after the fact, after they've done all the good goods. It's true. They've earned their rest. <laughs> maybe that is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so in here, also to the side of the High Council, which is seriously just like, the floor is just puddles of water as he walks in it's like like it was outdoors it's like a wet parking lot after a really strong rain uh so there's apparently some side door that they go out and mm-hmm. they go into the the traveling through time beds Q's lab lab yep. yes and the woman who's basically the the Q character lays out the whole thing and explains the the injections and all the other stuff. And then they kind of pan over and they're like, oh, by the way, we also found Whistler's body in the desert. <laughs> and so we brought it back here so that when he comes back up the line, we can have him, we can bring him in for, bring him to justice. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Jack Death in a very Punisher moment is like, cool. Yes. So he just blows him up, <laughs> which is it's great. Like, cool, we're going to do it my way. 
Just I, kills the body of Whistler. Also, I loved that effect. Yes, like, that's that's one Whistler's of those. Whistler's body blew up like a robot. <laughs> Who knows, man? It was like it was like a China doll, or like it just like a half China doll android. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it, it was, was a great movie. explosion. It's it's the kind of thing that you only see in these types of movies, and so I'd be really happy. Okay, so he's killed Whistler, but that's not the end, obviously, because Whistler's consciousness yes. is back in. Who knows where the hell the consciousness is going to go when he actually does accomplish the mission now? play that by ear yes uh, but he's given a revolver like a six shooter yes and in that revolver in the handle has two antidote tabs or, or needles one for him one for whistler to bring them both back when they're done their jazz and he's also given a wrist wristwatch which gives him a quote slow second a long second is it, a, it slow I, I think it's a long I, second. I think you're right yes long second it gives you a long second which means for 10 seconds you're free to move around everybody else is kind of frozen yes and he, and you can only use it once, and, though. And he uses it so fucking badly both times. But that's, <laughs> a, that's, uh, that, that's another story. Uh, he also so, says that line, too, which makes no sense to me. When she gives it to him, he's like, and she explains uh, the long second. He's like, uh, could have used that on our last date. It's like, what? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if, I, yeah. It that, just struck me like, I, it's. <laughs> that feels like one of those like you outdated know, drunk uncle kind of comments yes. where it's like, I had an innuendo there. You can yeah. fill in the blanks with that one, kid. No, I literally oh, th- uncle rapey. That's, no, there's literally no way I can fill in the blanks with that comment. Um, <laughs> so blah, blah, blah. Uh, jean oh, jacket, yeah. jean jackets. And, uh, and also they totally, jokes. they totally let <laughs> him bring a right. gun in there. And, uh, oh yeah. Like they don't, they don't even, they don't even take his gun away. They They're get like, mad at it. They're like, "Oh, flagrant display of weapons. That's not right." It's like, well, hey, if you'd not let him take his gun <laughs> into the most secure location on Earth, maybe he wouldn't have shot the body. He's Jack Death, dude. What yeah, say? what do you expect? He's Jack Death. Come on, <laughs> he doesn't play by your rules. All right, okay. so let's blast. Let's blast back in time. Okay, so we go back in time. Oh, hold on, just quick. Yep. That friggin' watch. It looks exactly like an Apple Watch. Yes. It's insanity mm-hmm. how close that mimics the look of an actual Apple Watch. I never watch. thought of that until it's, I'm looking at yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's nuts how much it looks the same. I was like, wow, that's like, that's pretty, that's pretty adept thinking for whoever designed that thing. Just to, to be like, eh, this, it's not going to go crazy. It's not going to be hyper futuristic. Yep. It's going to be like, whoever the designer was, I mean, Apple probably paid their, their design team tens of millions of dollars to come up with that. And I'm sure Charles Band paid him an equal amount to come up with that design for the movie. Um, but still, okay, before we go back in time, do you want to talk about, like, before, like, just to interrupt in the middle of this, mm-hmm. budget yep. on this movie was $400,000. Wow. That's nuts to me. Mm-hmm. This is a, This movie is so professional. It was a theatrical release, all those things. And even if you adjust that to to modern day, but also adjust it's a million dollars in modern okay. dollars. But also adjust that to running time too. The entire movie is only seventy six minutes. Still, so it's just like there's there's twenty minutes that would normally be in another movie that isn't in this one. That like, is fair. That is some extra cash. That does but it save does look, some money. It does but look damn good. It's amazing for what for the and amount. And I think of, there might I think there might have actually been a twenty five minute longer edit of this. 
Oh, really? I was reading something about DVD releases. I may have misread that. They, they may have shot that after the fact. So there's there is a twenty five there's twenty five minutes of extra footage Possibly. that was extra a, story completely extra. right. Yes, it was a one point five. It was the second. So okay, you know about this. so okay. Empire tried to do a sequel while they were still Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles tried to do a sequel to this movie, and it got abandoned halfway through for reasons. There's no nobody really knows why why they stopped doing it, but. He basically edited together 25 minutes of footage to make Trancers 1.5. That bridges between and, 1 yeah. and 2. And he, it's, it only got shown once at some convention in California, and and that's about it. So okay. I'm pretty sure I saw that was on a, on a oh, DVD release cool. now. Oh, that's super yeah. um, yeah. cool. I had never seen Trancers before Tristan turned me on to this, so I was kind of doing a little Trancer Oh, yes. Sequel research the other night. I haven't seen any other ones either. I, so. I'm such a fan of the Full Moon movies. Like, everything that they did, I was like, I was all on board for, like, pretty much as they were coming out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. They were, like, the... I mean, Wizard Video basically invented the rental market like, yep. in in so many ways. And so... And it's really funny because I used to love Full Moon growing up. I was all about the Puppet Masters and everything. And then I kind of like, I, tr- I traded all, I traded a lot of that stuff away and kind of got out of it. And now it's like, since I've been watching this and, and I got the oh uh, Full Moon streaming there. Yeah. Like, uh, it's great. Full Moon streaming is Full totally. Full Moon streaming service is fantastic. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it totally is. Uh, I got it too. And I'm. And it is. So I'm, now I'm like, now I'm like being, becoming a Full Moon junkie. My, I, my, I'm cheating on my VCR. Oh no. Well, <laughs> and we probably should also do uh, subspecies as well which yeah i absolutely yep. love i gotta watch that too i've never mm. seen that one i never saw that because back in the day i wasn't into vampires now i kind of like yeah i've seen some now i'm like more open to that <laughs> so yeah i even even like oblivion and some of those movies I, I i loved yep so okay uh but let's get back yeah. to the wonderful plot of this amazing movie uh so we're we're now back in time we're now back in 1985 mm-hmm. and jack has woken up in his ancestor phil's body in his apartment, he's like covered in shaving cream, and he's got Helen Hunt, who is in the other room in a leotard, getting ready to dress up like an elf, um, which <laughs> yeah, makes sense right. later on. <laughs> which, if you haven't seen this movie, seems odd, but mm-hmm. but later Oscar on, Oscar winner Helen Hunt is <laughs> dressing up like an elf in Tim for, Thomerson's apartment for Tim Thomerson, who is thirty years her senior, yeah. and <laughs> they just had sex. Helen Hunt considers this a high point of her career. <laughs> I love the joke, too, where he never gets any, because it's always the other body. Like, yeah. Later oh on in the movie, God. they do that, too. Uh, so, yeah, so, I, yes. and I also love the concepts like this one, uh, body swap movies, or where it's just like somebody's there, and they're expected to be this person, but they don't know what's going on. So, so Jack Death being back into his ancestor's body, so yeah. it's now it's blonde-haired, dry hair, dry blonde-haired <laughs> yes. Jack Death, and he's just like, Okay, who's this girl? What am I doing? What am yep. I wearing? Like, he puts on a trench coat. She's like, "You wearing that?" And he's like, "Yeah." Well, fuck yeah! She's like, "Why the hell?" It's a nice sunny day out. And he's like, "Nope, I'm no, this trench coat beca- on." <laughs> because he's because he's that because uh, he's that Sam Spade character. Mm-hmm. He has to always have yep. a trench coat. Yep. He and pops then he, the collar up. All he pops bad. the collar up, and then he has to. He puts goop in his hair. <laughs> Maybe it's hairstyling stuff. Yeah. I have a bad feeling that it it's wasn't. like hand lotion or something. Because she was really weirded She's out like, by what whatever it was. I had a terrible feeling it was Astroglide. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to say that it was probably some sort of hand lotion. Um, and I love it. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, dry hairs for squids. <laughs> dry hairs for squids, which, you know, could be a great a great slogan for your hair care line. Jack Death's hair care line. great on a t-shirt. 
fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to Full Moon a lot these days. Maybe we'll see, yeah. if, we can, uh, see if they'll let me do that. Um, so uh, I've totally lost my place. So Helen Hunt's character is all like, let's go, let's go. I got to get to work. I'm going to lose my job. I'm, yes. I'm a fucking elf. It's a very important <laughs> job. I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose my elf job. It's the most important so thing she's a, in her she's life. She's an elf with a mall Santa. Yes. So they drive through the mall. They drive in in a super boss, like Thunderbird. It's like a cobra or yeah, something. It's yeah, it's gorgeous, whatever it is. Um, and uh, and he drives too fast. He's put goo in his hair. Yep. She, he doesn't remember her name. She's starting to get weirded out that he's that he's a schizo. She says schizo. He's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> he doesn't know what that is. Most nope. people don't know what that is. Uh, and then, so he hangs around as you, you know, like a normal human being would when a person that you don't know has blown you off. And you probably shouldn't be around them, and it's kind of weird. Uh, he still hangs around her while she's doing her elf job, taking photos of children <laughs> at the mall. Like, I, that was hard for me to understand why he didn't yep. just bug off. But the reason is because he needed to confront the mall Santa. Murray, the mall Santa, goes bonkers. And well, he didn't know that mall Santa was a transfer at first. No, he didn't know that. He just happened. That to, just happened. So all of a sudden. No, sit- I, I mean, in plot terms, yeah. not, maybe not in actual character motivation terms. So for me, first time watch, I was just like, you know what I mean? Oh, this is a Christmas movie. Like, this is awesome. I love Christmas. Yeah. I love Christmas horrors. And then all of a sudden Santa becomes Santa zombie trancer. Yeah. And he's wrecking shit. I'm just like, this like, is great. It's, and it I love, is shocking. I love Mrs. Claus during this scene too, because Mrs. Claus is so critical of Jack Depp. <laughs> She's, She's so mad like, at him. Who is this guy? One and then of it's your like, friends. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Santa Claus starts attacking and she looks at, she looks at Helen and she's like, what? One of your friends? Like... <laughs> He didn't start attacking Santa. It was complete other way around. Security? Yeah. There's trouble at the North Pole. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Santa was great. Also, apparently LA mall cops get guns. Yeah, oh, it's LA, dude. Holy shit, that is terrifying. LA. That ain't made mall bullshit, dude. Yikes, mall cops should not have guns. (laughs) I will go on record as saying I do not trust mall cops with guns. Uh, that is really, really scary. Um, and so, and so, as luck would have it, the officer responding to this transfer attack is Whistler. So he's the police detective that has been. Oh yeah, we missed that plot point. Yeah. So Jack yes, Death. Jack true. Death went back in time into his relative who was a nobody. Yeah, he was a, a journalist. Sure. <laughs> Whistler went back into the body of his ancestor who was a police chief. Yes. So, Lord detective. Or detective. I don't, I don't and, think he's a chief. And but. he's also got underlings. Yes, uh, his, he does. His, his, his I don't, I don't know. Police he's protocol. tranced a bunch of. He's tranced a bunch of cops. So now he's got a whole squad patrol with him <laughs> yes. of transfer cops. He has like an execution squad. Transfer cop sounds awesome. Holy shit! Transfer cop sounds awesome. Yeah. It's probably because Scanner Cop was such a good mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> it was. Hey, you. <laughs> it's on my shelf. I've never watched it. Oh, you need to. I gotta it's see great. the Scanner Cop. Um, <laughs> so, yes. so Helen Hunt and him, they, they kill the Santa Claus, they kill the tran- <laughs> they kill the trance Santa and they book it out the door to yes. escape from. And so they're going to basically what his Jack Death's job is to find these other two, uh, relatives so he can yes. save them from Whistler, so, uh, before the high council dies. Yeah. And he can't do that without Lena, yep. Helen Hunt's character, because he needs a guy. He, he doesn't know, guide. he doesn't He's, know his way around. LA. As, as he says... I don't even know what you people, people eat, eat for lunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm so, just a caveman. So he convinces her while doing maybe, maybe 
Listen, I hate to be critical of anything Tim Thomerson does, but this is literally the worst fake driving I've ever seen for somebody. He's like, if he, if he was He's really driving the way that he was straight. supposed to. Wheels going just, left and right. And, and, and you can tell in the background, too. slamming into every car on the highway. <laughs> and you can tell. You can tell when you look, too. They're higher. Like, every, they're like they're definitely up on like a oh, flatbed uh, truck or so, something. It's, they're it's probably good. on the back of like a AAA flatter. <laughs> like, every other car looks small it's good uh <laughs> listen i say that with love yep um but <laughs> okay so he's he's convinced he's convinced helen hunt to be his guide through through la and uh and they so they go to find the first person they know where he is they have the address and they're like they well they left they, the address behind which yeah, is a plot point which which i love so so convenient though that he runs a tanning salon that has his name on the sign. So Tropi- like, oh, here we go. Tropical Tube Tan. Yes. Is the name of it. The Tube Chan 10 and the Tube Chan 20. Oh, oh wow. Whatever the hell he says yeah. when he gets in there. He has some good, he has some good dialogue. <laughs> I love that the dude's, uh, he's doing like the he's, oh, yeah. yoga exercises well, I mean, and ignoring him when he walks in. You just, get a dude that fit, you're going to want to mm-hmm. make sure that he's like exercising in your movie. Um, but, okay, so. I also love when Tim Thomerson goes into the suntan thing he does a complete opposite of how things work now he gets out of the car he lights a cigarette yes then he goes inside. then he goes inside and he lights the match on his teeth too yeah that was pretty awesome yeah i won't lie that's pretty awesome so he's <laughs> he goes in actually you know what i got i gotta drop some some knowledge on you there's something really important here this blew my mind because this is like full-on research mode for me because <laughs> uh, i saw this guy and I thought it was interesting when, when you look at him, like I saw he turns, he's wearing a tank top. Mm-hmm. He turns and he's got like a grapefruit sized He does. He's wound. all like got a, got a scarred. Yeah. He's got a giant like gash a, down his there's, arm. There's a big, there's a big circle. Yep. Uh, and I was like, what is that? Was he attacked by a shark or yeah. something? I bet there's some cool story behind this. And then it turned out that it was a horrible irony a la Richard Lynch uh, where. Again. Yeah, this, another ridiculous irony here. So he had a massive melanoma, and which killed. So melanoma killed this guy's father, this actor's father, mm-hmm. and then he wound up with a really large melanoma on his skin, and he had it removed. He's okay now. He's doing yep. fine, but uh, then they cast him as a fucking tanning bed sales <laughs> guy. I was like, wow, that is just awful. <laughs> it's like he's like. <laughs> Like literally, That's I think so weird. I think it was like twenty months or something after he'd had this melanoma removed, and it was like a life-threatening thing. And he'd already lost his dad. I just like got so much deja vu to our bad dreams. So <laughs> so much like the bad dreams yeah. thing, uh, and so I just thought that was fascinating. Uh, you know, <laughs> not, not cheerful, not but it's cheerful that he's still around and he's doing well. Cool, uh, because he's pretty good. He's had a pretty decent career. He's done some cool stuff, um, and I liked him in this. So I was like, oh. I hope nice things have happened to this yeah. poor dude after that. But yeah, eh, Scar looks cool. <laughs> he can tell people he was attacked by a shark. I yeah. believe it. I, he looks like a surfer. <laughs> so Jack Death tells him, I'm here to protect you or whatnot. And he's yep. like, let's go talk in my office. Yes. And the minute they round the corner, he, he just jump kicks Jack Death right in the face. <laughs> like out of the blue. Like and knocks we, him unconscious. Yep. Like really effective dude to yeah. have on your team. And then we find out he's a transfer tanner. Yes. <laughs> Tanner Transfer. And, 
of course the, the in in typical like James Bond movie fashion he's like okay well I'm going to drag him into this tanning, tanning booth, booth while he's unconscious I'm instead gonna... of just strangling the life <laughs> yeah. out of him I'm while he's unconscious I'm going to crank unconscious. up the heat and I'm going to block the door with a surfboard <laughs> it's like <laughs> or you could have stabbed him he yeah. was fucking unconscious but you know what no nope. but it's a cool scene the but tanning booth looks really awesome it is really cool you can tell you can tell the predicament right off it's a yeah I don't know if tanning I've never been in a tanning room I don't know if they really look like that but you could tell. I bet a tanning looked, tube does. Cool. A tanning tube, a tanning tube 20. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Tim Thomerson's locked in this tanning stand-up. And it's so hot that it burns a hole yeah, in his jacket. Yeah, he tries, to, he tries, he tries to, to shove to his out. door. And yeah, it burns the sleeve. Uh, so, Helen Hunt, meanwhile, she's waiting in the car outside. And, and uh, you know, earlier she was just like, fuck this. This is weird. I'm driving away. And then she has a change of heart for no reason whatsoever and turns around. Yes. And good thing for us and, yes. and Jack. Because she did. Because she ends up saving him. Uh, what happened to the surfboard dude? Uh, he was dead. He, like... I forgot. I know he got singed, but, like, how? Oh, my God. I don't remember. <laughs> how did he get dead after walking? Why is he dead? I... Anybody out there? Anybody? Holy you? crap! I have you? absolutely you? zero idea. That's so weird. Did he just drop dead for no reason? <laughs> I think he did. Uh, and, then, and then poofed. Uh, there's, there's got to be some reason. There's got to be some reason. I mean, reason. I'm going to have to watch this awesome movie again? Uh, yeah, but that's nuts. Okay, okay, so I don't remember why he's Me dead. Neither. But she walks in and says, hey, there's a dead, dead trancer on your floor. Yeah. She watches him, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, out of existence. And so now she's convinced of the whole story again. Like, the Santa yep. wasn't enough. She's convinced of all this stuff, and so she helps him escape, but the cops have already shown. Whistler's there. Whistler's there with his police force, and then he gets out the back door. They have him dead to rights, but he's got his magic watch. So he hits the magic watch, and then they run around. He saves her from a speeding bullet. Yep. It's totally pre-Matrix bullet time. Yeah, bullet, like, (laughs) very... It was still pretty cool. It was cool. It was super cool. Um, and a long second, which was 10 seconds for a one second, lasted about 90. Yes, it did. Well, to be fair, he was also moving in slow motion. Yep. So we were seeing him move in slow motion. But, yes. Uh, which, I, you know, it's... But, it's like, that, but the whole concept was it stopped everybody else and you move normal. So why are we watching you move slow? <laughs> ask a, ask the producers of The Bionic Man. That, yeah. Like, $6 million <laughs> man oh, the music's already, totally like that too. already decided that... That if you're going fast, you're actually going slow. So that's just. I love the music in this movie, too. It's great. Yep. The, 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 the music big build up since awesome. when they're in the slow mo. The... Everything. I mean, it, luckily they had Albert Band as a music supervisor, mm-hmm. but I think the two guys that did the, the music, they'd done a bunch of other stuff. I wish I had their names here, but they've, they've done so much cool stuff. Neat. Um, so they escape. They escape Whistler. They, they He's escape. like, how the hell do you do that? He's like, I'd like to know. That's what I'd like to know. Um, but then he he has to, there's another, there's a bit of drop-in dialogue there where I think that somebody saw the dailies and was like, well, why didn't you just shoot him? Oh, yeah. And so he was like, I couldn't shoot him because I wouldn't have been able, able to, to save, save you. you. <laughs> it's like he ran by and looked right at Whistler. It's like, it couldn't have taken just one sec to like, snap. But at the same time, that would have been a... Innocent guy. Yeah, that's fair. So he's carrying her. So he would have had to carry her, pull out his revolver, open take that handle, thing, take out it, the thing. Yeah. It kind of makes it makes it's, sense now. No, you know what? Solved. It totally makes sense. <laughs> I agree. You're right. Yep. 
Um, Because <laughs> this movie is great. All right. I know that there's an answer. Yep. So they need a place to go. So Helen Hunt's like, I know, I got my friend. She's away. We yes. go stay at their place, which happens to be directly over a punk, punk club. rock club. It's like right over Geno's. It's, <laughs> it's, it is basically right over old Geno's. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yep. Okay. Now I have to talk about this thing too, because this is like this club or sorry, not this club, this apartment and apartments like it were very formative to me as a child. Like I've like my design aesthetic comes from these apartments. <laughs> it's a combination of this one, the one from Wanted Dead or Alive, the Rudger Hauer movie, yep. um, and like there's about three others that I can think of: uh, Real Genius and a yep. couple of other things that really stuck with me. That I'm like, oh boy, when I get money for neon, yeah. oh motherfucker, <laughs> this place is gonna be ugly as hell. Uh, but I. That apartment is like in my head from my childhood because of this movie. Like I remember that huh. apartment so clearly. Yep. I was like, this is it the coolest me. thing. Yeah. It looks like a club, like but a 50s, it's an apartment. Like a, like a 50s diner with the neon yeah. that's still like modern. Yeah. Super awesome. It looks like a combination of an art gallery. And yeah. Like, it's, it's a space that doesn't look like a house, mm-hmm. but it's being used as one. I think that's awesome. I don't know. So I was really into that. Uh, but so they, they get into this place. And then the music starts going. And so she decides, okay, we should probably go downstairs and kill some... He's like, what the hell is this? He's like, oh, it's a club. Let's go downstairs and dance. Let's go downstairs and enjoy the punk rock. And uh, and he's like... And this is another one that has to be drop-in again because I don't understand it. Where he's like... Because it feels like the music changes too. Like there's a difference in the in the background sound where he's like standing in a weird spot and he just says, you've got to lose the blue streak. Oh, yeah, you're way too identifiable. You're way too identifiable. And it's like, okay, cool. So she goes down there. She's got a new hairdo, but she hasn't, like, the next time you see her with her hair down. She's got, like, a pink She's hair. got a pink streak. Oh, do you think they... Do you think they just botched that, it? No, they, they that, or they screwed up continuity, dropped that line in to fix that. Right, I mean, or, it's... Or Something. it makes sense. You need to lose that blue streak. Now you got a pink one. They're not looking for the girl. At the oh, pink they're streak. not looking for a girl. They're not looking pink for streak. the girl. With the pink streak. solved. Nice, love <laughs> it. <laughs> That's great. So we go downstairs, and it's a it's a it's a punk rock mosh club, and the band's playing Jingle Bells. Playing a uh, like it is without a doubt the most wrongly tuned, horribly it's awesome. sung. It's like it's like a flipper. Was like playing Christmas carols at your house. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I I feel like they probably tried to get Fear to do Fuck Christmas mm-hmm. or something like that. It, it just felt weird. Like the yeah. choice felt really strange. Yeah. I was like, why? You're in fucking L.A. Why isn't this the Vandals? Yep, exactly. Why? Why Who did you just have things? random yeah. people... Doing this when you could have literally hired a great... You could have had the fucking Circle Jerks if you'd asked. Oh, yeah. Like, if you'd said, hey, Circle I mean, Jerks, come be in this movie for nothing, they'd go, yeah, okay. okay. I mean, but, I mean, this sounds like a high school punk band that it just does. formed, and they're just like, hey, guys, we, we've had run practice. Let's try Jingle Bells. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> like, it's so awful. It is It is really, really awful. But the, the, the people... Uh, and I love... Here's one of the other things that I love in movies is the punk rock nightclub scenes where everybody's got the big hair and the, yes. and the crazy clothes and I just love all of the punkers of Me that too. time oh, Look at that, that. it's it's literally one of my favorite things in the world so we have like one of the most blandest fight scenes at this scene as well yes uh, somebody comes up and 
I, I take it. It's an ex-boyfriend of Lena's. Yes. He's like, hey, why don't you not call me anymore? And he's all like punked up with a cockroach drawn on his face. <laughs> why don't you not call me anymore? She's uh, like, yes. hey, I told you to leave me alone. But you two got some of my tapes. <laughs> She's like, I'll drop them at your mom's house. And yeah, then he says something ridiculous and then spits on Jack Death, yeah. who, of course, punches him in the face and he just falls down. Yeah, he tries to warn Jack. He's like, I'll mop the floor with you. And he's like, yeah, whatever, old man. Spits on his face. Man. Jack's like, no, I'm pissed. Boom. <laughs> One punch. That One punch. punch's dead. So now Jack turns yeah. around and there's three other punkers that come out and you're like, and for me, when I saw that, I was like, fucking sweet. Transfer punks. That's what I thought. Oh, but man. they're not transfer Why punks at all. They're just, they're punks. just three normal punks and they all get taken out by yeah. one punch each. And poof, poof, poof. Okay. They don't even get a hit in and the, the scene's fucking over. Like that fight didn't even need to happen. It did not. There's this entire fight, Lena's ex-boyfriend, these three punkers, all of this could have been just. Yeah. The movie it could would have been have. fine without it. But... I don't even know what it was trying to say. Like, every, Jack Death is tough? We know that. Every single 80s movie needed punks in it, Yes. Though. No matter what. Like, there's always... There's that... The biggest cliche in 80s movies is the people driving down Sunset Boulevard, and then they look over the at a... Shots they at cut the away punker. to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. four punks sitting, oh, smoking like, cigarettes, fucking, yeah. looking tough. <laughs> <laughs> like so every true. single movie mm. and it's one of my favorite shots in every movie yep. that they use it in but it, oh man but they dropped the ball because I was like they could have had a yeah. they, could, they could have had a great punk band playing and a fucking awesome punk song fight scene with three transfer punks all punked out if that had been fuck Christmas and they'd mm-hmm. been fighting a bunch of transfer punks <laughs> oh my god perfect but okay so yeah seriously thrashing Thrashin' got the Chili Peppers. <laughs> Thrashin' got like all like all these bands, mm-hmm. and this movie couldn't get, you know. Ugh. Seriously, you should have called the Circle Jerks. Yep. Probably could have gotten Fishbone. You probably could have gotten a lot of really awesome bands. Uh, but anyway, bummer. Oh, one of the punks, the middle punk from oh, the, the three, with the Static X hair there. It, no, it, it would have made sense if it was Static X hair. It, <laughs> It looked like he had a pair of child's pants starched on his head. <laughs> they were like, it was two separate towers yeah. of black hair that it literally looked like he'd pulled a pair of pants <laughs> over his head, tiny pants was. over his head, and they were straight up. And that's all I could think the whole time I was looking at it, and it was fucking killing me. Look, um, man, starched kids' pants and your heads are in style. <laughs> you don't know style, man. Yeah, no, that looks tough. <laughs> all right. So okay. they so they leave to they leave say, they go back up they go back up to the apartment that's to right. make out yeah oh no they go up to get a Christmas present oh yeah this he gets is, a little he gets a little future man ah toy robot yeah so <laughs> she gives him a toy robot and it's adorable because he's a future man and the robot is called Future Man mm-hmm. and then they make out and then they're interrupted by McDulty or whatever his name is uh, yeah McDulty in the body of a oh, child yep who somehow gets into this club and up the stairs and like... And so McNulty went back in time by transferring his consciousness into... The body of a six-year-old girl yep. or an eight-year-old girl. And then he was like, this was the only relative I could find. And I'm just like, what about her parents? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I had to sneak past my parents and sneak I out of the house. I didn't even and- think about that. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh. but it, it makes for a funny scene. So, it does. So Gruff McNulty is now is, a 12-year-old girl and honestly, in a nightgown. Honestly, she's great. Yep. Like, 
I thought she was impressive when she was creeping on Helen Hunt mm-hmm. when she was like, "Hey, who's the skirt?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "That, that was a really that, nice read." That she girl had some, was smarmy. Like she she had a couple of really good moments. Uh, I loved that one, and there were a couple of other like her being like snarky. Uh, yeah. I mean, for a kid of her age, that was a great performance. Yep. I was really, I was impressed by her. So unfortunately, I forgot the timeline here, but she makes, she makes it, they need Jack back in, back in the future time. Back to the future. Yes. So he leaves. Yeah. This is speaking of superfluous scenes. Mm-hmm. This could have been cut. Completely excised. It was absolutely just like, they send him back to the future. Like, man, now we got to get you back. And they go. Yeah, we're pulling you off the case. And he's like, you shouldn't pull me off the case. And they say, okay, okay we won't pull you off, off the case. case. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, yeah, you're just, uh, they called uh, Lena Cotton Candy. Who, who's a Cotton Candy with you? you're I, with? You that, like, that, that Cotton Candy is going to be getting me the transfers. Yeah. Yeah, so this whole scene, they called him back. They're like, well, we already let Surfer totally Dude die. Pointless. You're fucking things up. We got to take you off. Yes. No, I'm the only guy that can do it. Okay, we're sending you back. Okay, Doom. you can go. And he goes back, and th- this is another repeating gag from the first part where he first... So when he first popped into his relative's body, it was the morning after he hooked up with Lena. Now he pops back into his body again, and it's just after he was done yep. so banging Lena. Also, so he's like, oh, let's not let's man. not think of the let's not think of the the moral revenge of the nerds. Yeah, let's overtones. not let's not yep. let's not revenge of the nerds. Think about it. Let's just. <laughs> Let's just—it's the '80s, and it was a monstrous yeah. time. It was a monstrous time. Just, just accept. But it. I do like the gag. Every time he's—it is get a good girl. Gag. He can't get the girl. Yep. But the girl actually wants him, so it's not totally revenge of the nerdies. Except that she wants the other person. Not no, him. she knows it's Jack. Remember, he says Phil took a hike. Oh no, no, no! But Phil was the one that had sex with her. Oh yeah, but yeah. Phil also had sex with her the first time consensually but too. That wasn't consensual the second time. But- <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. I know. Damn. Uh, I know. Sorry. Phil, Phil just like popped up into the moment. And he's like, "What the fuck? I'm just gonna roll with this." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been here before. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't know what the hell's going yeah. on. Oh. So that must have been a funny scene if we were to go back to the apartment during that. Well, no. Phil wakes. No, that's a, that's an upsetting scene. <laughs> you no, know, like well, imagine Phil like wakes up because Jack's gone and he's just like, "Where am I? Why am I having sex with this girl again in this weird place?" That is weird. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, boom. And we're never told where the consciousness oh. goes. Oh, it's also bad for him, too. Well, that's that is a dually, uh, that's a double-edged sword for There's that a lot, particular a lot situation. Of to think about in this. But, uh, yeah, we're never told where the consciousness goes that when they bump him. Like, oh, and, and that, I mean, for the end of the movie, that, that basically where he's like, I, you wouldn't kill an innocent man. Where it's like, oh, you're going you're gonna to go up the line if you kill him. Then you're killing an innocent man. Yeah. So by not having the the serum to go back, you're gonna stay in this body. You're gonna kill the guy's the body. brain. Yeah, yeah. Because you're taking that brain. But and even he's if he didn't have the serum, he'd forever. still be killing the wrong guy because he's possessed, basically. But but the, we never find but out the where body, that. But Phil. Yeah. Is going to die because yeah. Jack Death is in his body. Oh, you're right. He he's never not, goes back. So his brain is in stasis. So for all intents and purposes, Phil's Jack dead. is killing Phil. By staying in the past. So either way, he's killing one person. So does Jack become his own dad? Grandpa? <laughs> yeah. Is this a stupid moment? Like, Oh, fuck. I think it is. Yeah, this is, this is who a... Who made Jack, then, if Jack This is a Futurama there. conundrum. Yeah. This is a who made who. There's um, always one of these plot holes in time, time travel. But there is... It's unavoidable. 
part. Uh, so later on, this is this is a spoiler for other Trancers movies, but there is there is time travel in later Trancers movies, I believe. Straight up without yeah, body like, like literally like a time machine kind of time travel. Okay. So so I guess there is that. Um but yeah, that's weird. Okay, so where are we at? We're watching TV. And oh. they see that they see that they see <laughs> that Whistler has put on the homeless advocacy tracking and protection service yes. to basically alerting them that the other guy they're looking for, the baseball player, is, is in Skid Row. Is in Skid Row. Yes, they've tuned to that channel that tells f- you where the bad guy is. Yes. <laughs> I love that channel. It's a good one. So they go to Skid Row to find uh, a washed-up baseball player, which happens to be the last relative they're trying to save of the descendants, ancestors of the High Council. Yes. He's we, the last one. Oh, and they before they find him, they meet the three wise men. Because oh my god! They're keeping the Christmas. The, yeah, they're thing keeping going. the Christmas theme going, and they meet three bums in the alleyway who are singing "We Three Kings of yep. Orient Are," and uh, and one of them speaks in like Elizabethan prose. He's like speaking in like Shakespearean verse when he talks to them, and he's uh, I guess he I guess Jack Death thinks that he's an idiot, which is weird because the guy is speaking in very. <laughs> yeah. Very eloquent prose. Like, his his verbiage is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, still thinks that he's an idiot, so they're yep. like, ah, let's pull one over on them. When, in reality, I think he probably could have just talked to them <laughs> like <laughs> normal human beings. But they were they were uh, eccentric. Yep. And so they bribe them with M&Ms, mm-hmm. and uh, they get the information they need. Yep. They find out that his nickname is Highball, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, drunk baseball player. Highball. Highball's not a bad, not a bad one. Uh, and so they go. They go into the into the warehouse looking for him. Yep. Uh, my memory is a little fuzzy here. That's because this also is is a lot of superfluous stuff. They just kind of run around. Uh, so they split up because he doesn't want her to get hurt. That's right. Yep. And so he goes in. He hears the cops coming, and then he hides he under. Pretends- a, he pretends to be a, a drunken bum, and then he says he calls them troopers. Trooper. And then they they get about you know a hundred feet down. Yeah. And they're like, wait a second. Who you call? He called us troopers. That's, that's what Whistler calls him. That's what Whistler calls him. And so they came back. Which again, I don't know how stupid you have to be to be a to be tranced. Mm-hmm. But it's like so if they're they're smart enough to make these little connections, yeah. but they're all not smart enough to resist. Because I do make that comment. You have to. Be, you can't be a uh, Lena. Couldn't be trans. She's too. Yeah. She's too strong-willed. Too yeah. smart or too mind tough. It's yeah. It, it's it's a it's a strange combination of of mental acuity and like and spunk. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like something like that. Because it's not it's not just intelligence and it's not just strength. It's like it's something else. It's some magical. Where did the other cop go? There was a, there was two cops looking for him, but then there was only one that stopped Jack Death before he went outside. Remember when he was like, "Yeah, I don't know where that other cop went," but there were two of them when they were yeah. going to look, and then he gets shot. He turns into a he's, he, it's a transfer cop. So he's transfer cop, and he starts he starts morphing out into the, yep. the grody grody transfer. And I don't know if you can talk transfers down, but Jack tried to. He's yeah, just like, dude, look at your skin. Look at this. This like, isn't you. Like he thinks he thinks this guy is strong down. enough to to not be a transfer. Yep. He thinks that he can he can de-escalate this, which I think is kind of cool. Yep. Uh, I like the idea that you could 
stop being a trancer if you were just kind of like, oh yeah, you caught me at a weak moment. Yeah. Hold on, let me let me rethink this. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, but Dude, you're right. I don't want my skin to look gross. Yeah, <laughs> my skin does look gross. Rewind. You're right. <laughs> Screw this. Uh, but so he is he is a trancer and mm-hmm. uh, and then Lena shoots him. Uh, the old classic shoot the bad guy from behind right before they shoot you shot. Right. The the <laughs> shot that in real life would kill both of them. But in this instance, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so and then she stops. She wants to make out more. God, that uh, was weird. That was a really weird moment. Uh, but, you know, it was sweet. What Whatever. Uh, he gets his watch back. And then they deus ex machina into the basement and almost fall on Hap's head. Yes. So, so now we have our drunk baseball player yep. and they're like, dude, we need to save you. Yes. Lots, so lots that's... of nonsense. They get away. <laughs> they, they get on their scooters and yeah, have well, a scooter well, that, that, well, yeah, they're running and then all of a sudden, yeah, Whistler's back there. Yeah. So they're like, oh shit, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yep. And they see scooters and, sh- and Lena starts hot wiring the scooters. And I love this oh. line. He's like, he's like, where'd you learn how to do that? And she's like, I used to hang out with bikers. Oh, like, yes, that was the, the way before, yes. All that these was... bikers that used to hotwire Honda Elite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's what they did all day long. I mean, it's, maybe the hotwire works between motorcycles. It scooters. might have been a scooter like, gang. It could have been. She might have been just giving them a little more credit than they deserved. <laughs> they, might have been, they might have been scooter toughs. Damn scooter toughs. I, I love drunk uh, Aspie, too. The yes. baseball player is like, I want to ride with the lady. Look, get on my bike. Get on my bike. <laughs> Even though obviously the weight ratio would make more sense to go with her instead of mm-hmm. instead of like two like two hundred yep. pound dudes on yeah. the same vehicle, maybe go with the, <laughs> Helen Hunt who weighs all of ninety five yeah. pounds in this movie. So uh, then we have a high octane thirty five mile per hour <laughs> scooter chase where the cops in their supercharged Charged pursuit up. cars yep. just <laughs> cannot get these electric scooters. Oh, they're not electric. Those oh, are gas. Sorry, they yep. are gas. I know my scoots. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, so, yeah, for some reason, the cops cannot catch these guys. Eventually, Helen Hunt drives one through somebody's apartment in a really, really dope scene. It is so great. It's just like, this old man decorating his trees. Helen Hunt just crashes through the window into his living room, gets up, looks at the old man, and is like, oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Would you mind getting the door for me? <laughs> Dude opens the door to his apartment, and she just drives right out on the yep. scooter again. So good. So we're finding the very, more Christmas. Uh, very Predator 2. Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas angel. That guy got visited by a Christmas angel. He did. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it was symbolizing. I think you're right. I think she was the spirit of Christmas that's mm-hmm. inside all of us. Yep. Uh, he was a lonely old man, and he got visited. Oh, that's adorable. Okay, and then, then, of course, the two of them ride the scooter down a giant flight, flight of stairs, stairs <laughs> with an, the most obvious stuntman in the history of obvious stuntmen. Um, and they, they kind of get away. I mean, give or take, they, uh, they manage to get to the, the apartment in Chinatown and oh, what happens next? They've got, uh, so they're in yeah, Chinatown. They, they give, ha- they, they give oh, yeah. Aspie a bath. Oh, that's right. They rendezvous. They rendezvous there, and then they're like, "You smell terrible." Yep. Let's stop and give you a fully clothed bath. <laughs> that's the best. 
So they just dump him unceremoniously into a bathtub and then just turn the shower on and leave. And he just puts his ball cap over his face. And falls asleep and probably drowns. And did you see all the dirt that poured off (laughs) his hat, too? Like, he was legitimately wearing gross clothes. Yes. (laughs) That was really gross. So then we're, um... Yeah, I mean... We're on the roof. This is... This is... We cut... The, 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 The third act of this movie... It's all of like just slams minutes. together so Once fast. Once a scooter ride happens, it's just like bam, 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 bam. The end. And so and so Jack Death calls the calls the cop calls Whistler. Oh, that's right. Yep. And he Says fakes get, him out. He's yep. like, I just want time with my lady. You know what? I don't care about this dumb baseball player. I don't care about the future. I just want to live here. You know what? Just show up, and we'll we'll take care of this. And so they show up, and he manages. So. The hobo's dressed as Jack Death for some reason. I think they're like a, like a decoy. I uh, guess, but but at the same time, like d- drawing fire, drawing fire to the to guy the you're supposed to you're protect, to Jack. Not, what the fuck? Not the best idea. <laughs> it uh, works out. It Whistler's works a bad shot. Out in luckily. the end, I guess. Why wouldn't it have been? So Whistler fires at him. How He's is like, that ah. a better move than having Jack Death standing there with a revolver in his hand yeah. and aiming Waiting up and bo- trying to <laughs> hit him? So uh, anyway, whatever. Whistler shoots at him. Then Jack's like, ah, that's not me. And then he turns around and starts firing. It's the person you've been trying to kill all along. Yep. He's got not he's, me. He's got he's got Lena. <laughs> he's got Lena hostage too. Yes. He starts firing at Jack, and then Jack forgets to count. He's just like he's got five shots, and then, <laughs> and then Lena's like, "No, it's nope, six. That's, that's six <laughs> like, shots." Damn it, Jack. Yeah, he forgets to count. Then he shoots the last one, and then this is to me probably the weakest point of the whole movie, where they're having their standoff. He's got a knife to her throat, yep, and he's like, "What could I possibly do? God, if only I had a few more seconds to think about this, I could probably stop him." I'll wait till he throws her off the fucking roof. So Whistler throws Lena off the roof. He could have stopped time at any Anytime. point and grabbed the knife and stabbed him in the face or knocked him out or done anything. But instead, he just waits yep. until Lena is literally in the, in the fucking air. air. Then he hits his long second. <laughs> this part's, this part's awesome. <laughs> he, hits, he hits his long second. He runs. He whips off his belt. He grabs onto like a I don't know power line or yeah. cable or something. Zip lines down on the belt onto the street. Catches Lena, and then and then this part cracks me the fuck up, man. How how Ashby's there in the in the dumpster, <laughs> the, the drunk. Oh, also during this long second, we cut to how, Ashby drinking slowly slow drinking pour and booze into his mouth twice, uh, which is great. But then uh, yeah, so Jack swung down on the thing. He saved. Lena, the slow seconds over, and so Ashby in the dumpster picks up a beer can uh, and, and, his, and winds his up, bottle. winds up for the pitch, and, and chucks the bottle up at Whistler on the roof. It hits Whistler in the head, in the face, in the face when he's trying to about to shoot his gun, and then we see Whistler climb up onto the ledge. <laughs> And then flips himself over. He's like, oh, shit, I'm hanging by my hands why, now. Why did like, I do this? <laughs> this was a terrible it's decision. Most, it's the most unconvincing like yeah. way to get a dude on the ledge ever. It's not like he got hit in the head, and stumbled, stumbled backwards, backwards, and then fell off. No, he gets hit, then moves forward and climbs himself over the ledge. So he's hanging. Ashby winds up for the pitch again, throws him, hits him, knocks and him the, down. And he the can- sound that he makes when he comes off the roof mm-hmm. is so sad he just goes ah, ah. like 
<laughs> about uh, like that might actually be a dead on impersonation of the sound he makes coming off the ah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was not really terrified at all he nope. was just like ah yeah whatever so then we wrap up this whole shindig hyper fast but he lives through that fall he, he does well he lands in the water fountain he falls into the water fountain and then jack death pulls him out of the water fountain and he's like he's like oh you're gonna uh you can't gonna, sh- you can't kill an innocent man i'm gonna send you back because if he shoots gonna, him then he would kill this person from from the past yeah i'm gonna send us both back was the plan but the antidotes that he had in the hidden in the barrel of his revolver one of them broke so now jack's only got one and yeah. so he's just like oh if you kill me if you use that on me, you're going to be stuck here. Yeah. And Jack's just like, nah, I'm fine with that. It's <laughs> St- worth it. Stabs him, stabs him <laughs> in the neck. And I, I was talking to you about that earlier. Oh, we missed the watch. Uh, that yeah. watch, the long second watch, could only uh, stop, you know, could only be used once. Yes. It was a meltdown reactor in it that would, th- yep. the watch would dissolve after the first time. So we used it in the beginning. And it's a really quick scene before the finale where all of a sudden a box pops up. Yeah. And Lena's like, how do they do that? That's really cool. Yeah. They just beat them items from the future. Maybe that was the, oh, that's the reason for that scene. What? That was the reason that they went back. Because when they went back, that was the only plot point that they dropped in that thing. And the entire thing was when he said, that thing was really useful. Could I get a recharge on that? Oh, yeah. And then, and then she's like, yeah, we'll send one down. And then... And then he comes back. So literally that scene, the purpose oh, of it was just to right. explain why there was instead of just solved write, instead of literally just writing it, that there's <laughs> two uses. I guess you, well, to be fair, if he used it twice, he could have used it twice in a row. Why didn't they and just then, send the motherfucker back with like five watches. <laughs> <laughs> it's the eighties. He would have fit in just fine with all the watches all over his wrist. <laughs> Oh, man. And they should have been pop swatches, too, yes. which would have been way cooler. Oh, man. Yep. So, yeah, so he ends up stabbing Whistler's ancestor there in the neck, and yep, which sends Whistler up the line, but he's got no body to go into, so, so we have just, no idea where he goes. So he just dies, basically. Basically, yes. And then the other cop springs out of it. He's like, well, or where does am I? he? Yeah. I mean, because there's a sequel. Find out in Transfers like 2, 3, 14 4, sequels. 5, 6, 7, the final chapter, 8, 9. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he snaps out of it. And, um, yeah, and then Jack's all makes out with. Yeah, he's like, Lena. I'm going to stay. Like, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here. Phil's a piece of shit. I don't care if his brain just rots. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Is basically what he says. And, again, like you said, 30 <laughs> years her junior there. Like, yeah, exactly. Like she's, that's That's. Yeah, I mean, but then, he's got a good 20 years left at that point. But I'm just wondering where That's Jack, not true. Because Tim Thomerson is around, and mm-hmm. he still looks great. Mm-hmm. I've seen him at conventions, and he looks awesome, and he is awesome. And they should make another fucking Transfers movie right yeah. now. Yeah, Transfer Punks. Yep. Transfer Punks versus Transfer Cops. Damn it. I'd watch that shit. So, But yeah, that raises a question. If Jack is in his relative's body, and he's staying there, who the hell sired Jack in the future? Jack? Jack. Jack. Yeah. He's his own Absolutely. grandpa. He's his own grandpa. He's his own great-great-grandpa. I mean, because she becomes, in the next movie, mm-hmm. she marries him. I did not. Okay, so I, next movie I, notwithstanding. I, so. I think her name is yep. Death, so that would make Lena sense. Death. I think she's Lena Death in the next one. <laughs> and, I mean, if, they, if she has a kid, then that's how they pass the name yep. on. And <laughs> it could literally just be a big paradoxical Boom. circle. Yep. 
of that doesn't make a lot of sense. And then at the end, the very final shot of the movie makes no sense either. It's McNulty as a little girl. Yeah. yeah they just, walk away, they kiss, they walk away holding hands, Jack and Lena. And then all of a sudden, McNulty as a little girl looks and just gives looks you a around sly the corner smile. And like, hey. Like uh, this mischievous kind of like. I, it's like his big naughty just like I'm just gonna hang out here in this 12 year old girl body for a little well, while the, longer the only like, what's thing, he even there for well to be he fair he already went back and got Jack back so like, so that's the thing is that he he's now going back he has that gun that he shot the, they gave him some sort of distance gun that shoots people that sends them back up the line mm-hmm. I think that could be just a deus ex machina for the next movie where they're like oh by the way we can send you back it's like you thought that you couldn't go back. Yep. But we have this we have this girl here who can come over to you and shoot you with this gun and send you back up. But the as line, I was whatever. talking to you earlier too, they beamed him the watch. Why did they just beam him more antidote? <clears throat> or do they not even know that he's out of it? Or because they did... yeah they they're not in communication with yep. him until he comes back up the line. Like when when he was like, hey, I'm out of that watch. Give me another one instead of just giving me seventeen okay. fucking watches. Yep. Which would have been sensible. <laughs> I would like a coat made out of watches. I'll just stop time for the entire time I'm in LA. I'll find him and I'll and not just, disrupt. I'll tie him yet. up and I'll drag him over and send him back. And okay. he won't even know anything happened. So I guess they're not in communication with him, but they, but they can tell where they told where Whistler was. They were able to find out he's in 1985 and precisely yes, where he was. Cause there was a disruption. Disruption in the, yeah. I don't know, man. And if they know where he is and he's not coming back, maybe they would just be like, "Oh, maybe he doesn't have a thing." Yeah, that's true. Um, that that would be that would be sensible thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's real weird. And there's so all McNulty's sorts. Of, still just kicking around. Yeah, like, and there's also lots of really bad Terminator Two problems with this as well, mm-hmm. where you know you wind up with he's got this thing that has some of the serum left in it, and it's like. This thing that can travel through time oh. that you're leaving in the past, yep. and it's like, eh, you don't want that stuff. I mean, it, the bad guy already synthesized it in 300 years in the future, so, mm-hmm. and that they're basically in a post-apocalyptic <coughs> situation where like science can't be that advanced where they are. They can't even keep their floors dry in the Grand Council <laughs> Chamber. Uh, so, who knows? But all in all, super rad movie. Oh, my God. And, I mean, with any time travel movies like this, you can always... Oh, you can tear it apart. Because apart. You can even pick apart T2. Yeah, um, of course. And it's a great movie. But, like, uh... But yeah, this movie fun. is so good. Mm-hmm. And on the budget that it was made for, I'm just, like, I think it's, I think it's like, a masterpiece for... Yep, for and Thomerson's character is great. Everybody does a great job. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And I, I absolutely vote for this to be the uh, the new hipster uh, Christmas movie. Post-ironic. Yes. <laughs> die Hard. Die Hard There's replacement. There's way more Christmas in this than Die Hard. So much more. Which I've never so seen, but I've heard they just mention it. Yes. There's, there's Judge like, me again if you will. There's like two two seconds of Christmas. Of Christmas. Okay, yeah. We get all these Christmas symbolism. She's a visiting angel. We meet the, the wise men. We see Santa Claus at the mall. We have a killer Santa Claus. Yeah, just like real Just like just real like Christmas. Real Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this this movie is awesome, um, and you can watch it on Full Moon streaming service. <laughs> yeah, Charles, sponsor listen, us. Yeah, seriously, listen to me saying nice things about your stuff. 
<laughs> return my fucking phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really liked your movie, Charles. Thank I really, you. I really want to talk about it. We've already talked to Lloyd. And Kauf- so we s- talked to Lloyd Kaufman about you. Mm. I literally have a little. I can't play any of it on the air because he rambles off into directions that are way too offensive to put on the air. But um, <laughs> but I just can't wait to watch all the transfer sequels that are available on the Full Moon streaming service. You know, I would say that. If if Full Moon wanted to sponsor a podcast, this would certainly be the one. Yes. Um, speaking of, <laughs> I will have Trancers for sale at the store and Mutant Hunt. Awesome. Yes. So we're going to have DVDs of both of those for sale and we'll put them at like some sort of weird discount so that it's like cheaper than getting it anywhere else. And I'll even autograph them. Yes. And Matt will autograph them for <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's going to be... We'll have this stuff. I think we're going to try to try to carry most of the stuff that we're doing. And, from Full Moon Pictures. Well, especially from Full and Moon. And Wizard Video. <laughs> we have, oh, we got so many of the big box wizard reissues. They're real ones, too. Yes, they're absolutely real and not. They're not, real physical products. They're not fake at all. No, they're uh, not. They're real physical they, cardboard and tapes. They're cardboard and tape, and it's the best. I didn't misrepresent anything. Yeah, exactly. Said Charles Band. Uh, don't listen to this, Charles. We love your movies, Charles We love Charles your Band. movies. Um, okay, I think I think we got it. I think we've nailed down Trancers. Yes. Everyone should watch it. Yes, now on to Trancers 2. Oh, man. So good. Awkward out. Awkward <laughs> out.